Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to Murder Minute. On today's episode, Jolie Callan. But first, your true crime headlines. Police clashed with protesters Monday night in the Minneapolis suburb, where an officer, who authorities say apparently intended to fire her taser, fatally shot a black man during a traffic stop on Sunday. Brooklyn Center Police Chief Tim Gannon described the shooting death of 20-year-old Dante Wright as, quote, an accidental discharge. The shooting sparked protests and unrest in an area already on edge due to the trial of Derek Chauvin, the first of four police officers charged in George Floyd's death. Hundreds of protesters gathered in defiance of a curfew announced by the governor. When the protesters wouldn't disperse, police began firing gas canisters and flashbang grenades. Law enforcement agencies had increased their presence across the Minneapolis area after protests Sunday night. The number of Minnesota National Guard troops was expected to more than double to over a thousand by Monday night. On Monday, authorities released body camera footage that showed officers shouting at right as police tried to arrest him. The body camera footage showed three officers around a stopped car, which authorities said was initially pulled over because it had expired registration tags. When another officer attempted to handcuff Wright, a second officer told him that he was being arrested on a warrant. That's when the struggle began, followed by the shooting. On the footage, the officer can be heard saying, quote, I'll tase you, I'll tase you, taser, taser, taser. After Wright breaks free from the officers and climbs back into his car, she draws her weapon. After firing a single shot from her handgun, the car speeds away, and the officer can be heard saying, quote, Holy shit, I shot him. Wright's car then traveled several blocks before striking another vehicle. Gannon said he believed that the officer had intended to use her taser, but had instead fired one bullet at Wright. The chief said, quote, What I viewed and the officer's reaction in distress immediately after that, this was an accidental discharge that resulted in the tragic death of Mr. Wright. The medical examiner's office said that Wright died of a gunshot wound to the chest. Brooklyn Center Mayor Mike Elliott called the shooting, quote, deeply tragic and said that the officer should be fired, adding, quote, we're going to do everything we can to ensure that justice is done and our communities are made whole. Elliott later announced that the city council had voted to give his office command authority over the police department. This, he wrote on Twitter, would, quote, streamline things and establish a chain of command and leadership. 
He also said the city manager had been fired and that the deputy city manager would take over his duties. City manager Kurt Bogany, speaking earlier to reporters, had declined to say whether he believed the officer should be fired and that she would get, quote, due process after the shooting. The State Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, which is investigating the shooting, identified the officer as Kim Potter, a 26-year veteran who has been placed on administrative leave. Gannon would not say whether she would be fired, but said, quote, I think we can watch the video and ascertain whether she will be returning. One person is dead, and an officer has been wounded after a Tennessee high school shooting. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigations announced on Monday that the suspect in a police officer shooting at a high school in Knoxville was identified as a student. Authorities responded Monday to the scene around 3.15 p.m. in response to a report of a possibly armed male at Austin East Magnet High School. When the suspect refused to come out of a restroom, officers entered and were met with gunfire. The suspect fired shots, striking one officer at least once in the upper leg, while another officer returned fire. The suspect, a student who has not been identified by authorities at the time of this recording, was pronounced dead at the scene. The injured officer, who was in serious condition, was later transported to a local hospital for treatment. Knox County Schools Superintendent Bob Thomas tweeted that, quote, The school building has been secured, and students who were not involved in the incident have been released to their families. In a separate tweet, Thomas said the school is, quote, gathering information about this tragic situation and will provide additional information as soon as possible. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee said early Monday that he had been informed of the, quote, very difficult and tragic situation, but had no further details. Last week, Lee signed a bill that will allow people aged 21 and older to carry handguns openly or concealed without a permit beginning July 1st. The law, however, does not apply to long guns. While details on the shooter and the weapon are still unknown, Lee, at the time of the bill signing, wrote in a tweet, quote, I signed constitutional carry today because it shouldn't be hard for law-abiding Tennesseans to exercise their Second Amendment rights. Lee backed the legislation over objections from law enforcement groups, who argued that the state's existing permit system provided an important safeguard for knowing who should or shouldn't be carrying a gun. A mother has been arrested after her three young children were found stabbed to death in their California home. The children were found slain in their San Fernando Valley apartment on Saturday morning. The children's grandmother called police after she discovered the children dead and their mother gone. Officers responded to the apartment complex at about 9.30 a.m. and discovered the bodies of the three children, aged three years old, two years old, and six months. Their mother, 30-year-old Liliana Carrillo, 
who police identified as the main person of interest in the case, was taken into custody in Tulare County after leading police on a long-distance chase, during which she allegedly carjacked a pickup truck in Bakersfield. No motive has been given for the slayings, and there had been no prior calls to police at the residence. One neighbor reported that the crime didn't make any sense to her, and that the children appeared well-loved. No yelling was ever heard coming from the apartment, only the sounds of cartoons, which could be heard at all hours, they said, sometimes as late as 10 p.m. Court documents show Carrillo has been involved in a custody battle with the children's father, Eric Denton, who had requested that her mental health be evaluated. In March, he sought custody of the children in Tulare County Family Court. Court records show that in response, Carrillo sought a temporary domestic violence restraining order against him. An Oregon man who killed another man following a road rage incident in October of 2018 has been sentenced to six years in prison. 68-year-old Jeffrey Stone killed 22-year-old Curtis Russell of Longview, Washington, after running him over with his Dodge truck and dragging his body for about a quarter mile. Stone was initially charged with murder, along with several other charges. After multiple settlement conferences, Stone pleaded guilty on Friday to criminally negligent homicide, two counts of recklessly endangering another person, and DUI. District Attorney Ron Brown said in court that on Halloween of 2018, Russell was driving on Highway 30 when he came up behind Stone's vehicle and noticed signs of drunken driving. Russell passed Stone, and as he did, Brown said it seemed to Russell and his passengers that Stone brushed Russell's vehicle. Russell pulled over to exchange information, but Stone kept driving. Russell then followed Stone passed him again and blocked Stone's pickup truck. According to Brown, Russell got out of the vehicle and began hitting Stone's truck with a bat. Brown said that Stone then drove toward Russell, knocking him under the truck and dragging him. Russell died at the scene from blunt force trauma. Stone drove home, but later returned to the scene and cooperated with police. Jeffrey Stone was once the chief of the Westport Volunteer Fire Department. He was convicted of arson and theft and sentenced to 17 months in prison after he set fire to business records in 2004 while facing an accusation of embezzlement. Those are your true crime headlines. Up next, Jolie Callen. But first, a quick break. If you have 30 free minutes, you never have to worry about a break-in at home ever again. That is how quick and easy it is to set up a security system from SimpliSafe. It's the kind of thing that is so easy to do, you can do it during a Netflix binge, watching the game, or, say, listening to a certain podcast. SimpliSafe Home Security delivers award-winning 24-7 protection with Simply Safe, 
you don't just get an arsenal of cameras and sensors, you get the best professional monitors in the business. They've got your back, day and night, ready to send police, fire or EMTs when you need them most, straight to your door. Simply Safe arrives to your house in about a week, which means that if you order now, by this time next week you and your whole family can go to bed knowing that your home is being guarded. Simply Safe is incredibly easy to customize for your home. Just go to simplysafe.com/murderminute and choose the exact sensors you need or get help from one of their experts. There's no long-term contract, no hidden fees or installation costs. Go to simplysafe.com/murderminute today to customize your system and get a free security camera. That's s i m p l i s a f e dot com slash murderminute. You'll also get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Visit simplysafe dot com slash murderminute for your free security camera today. That's simplysafe dot com slash murderminute. We all have our guilty pleasures. Whether it's a cheesy TV series you've binge-watched a dozen times, or an album you love to listen to on repeat, some things just get better the more you play them. One of my must-plays is Best Fiends. Best Fiends is the app that engages my brain with challenging but fun puzzle games, thousands of levels, and new ones added all the time. The game is simple and fun. The good guys are the bugs, and the bad guys are the slugs. Complete the puzzles to defeat the slugs, collecting keys and unlocking cute new fiends along the way. I've cleared hundreds of levels already. The more I play, the more fun it gets. And with new monthly updates, themed challenges, and holiday puzzles, there's always one more level, and the adventure never gets old. With best fiends, there's something new today. And tomorrow, and the day after that. So the next time you need a break from the news cycle, or run out of shows to binge watch, download Best Fiends free. With over five thousand levels, boredom won't stand a chance. It's hours of fun at your fingertips, and can even be played offline. Just don't blame us if you become a bit obsessed. This game has over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews for a reason. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Welcome back to Murder Minute. Jolie Nicole Callan was born. On December twenty ninth, nineteen ninety six, and grew up in Alabama. By the time she was a teenager, attending Vincent High School, the petite girl stood just four foot ten inches. But Jolie Callan stood out, often dyeing her hair in fun, punky shades of purple and pink. Jolie was known as a quiet. Pretty and popular girl, she was a good student, and enjoyed performing in school plays. That was 
until Jolie met 20-year-old Lauren Daniel Bunner. According to Jolie's friends, Lauren Bunner was jealous and possessive. He wanted Jolie to, quote, spend time with him and his friends only, and for Jolie to sit with him while he played video games. No matter how much Jolie tried to please him, Lauren only became more and more controlling. Unhappy in the relationship, Jolie attempted several times to break up with him. But each time, Lauren emotionally manipulated her into staying, threatening suicide every time she tried to leave. Finally, after she graduated from high school, Jolie Callan succeeded in breaking up with Lauren Bunner. But he just couldn't let it go. By August of 2015, 18-year-old Jolie Callan had a new boyfriend and was getting ready to head off to college. When Lauren Bunner contacted her to ask her to join him on a hike as friends, Jolie agreed, but texted a friend about their plans the night before the hike. If something happens to me, she joked, you'll know who I was with. Lauren Bunner posted a selfie on social media in anticipation of the hike. Its caption read, quote, Taking Kiba on a hike tomorrow. So I guess things are looking up. On August 30th, 2015, the pair, along with Lauren's dog Kiba, made their way to the heavily wooded Pinoti Trail in Chiha State Park. Lauren posted the day's events in four photos on his Instagram. The first photo showed Jolie sitting in the front seat of Lauren's car with Kiba in her lap. The caption read, quote, On our way to go hiking. In his second post, Jolie can be seen with her hair up in a ponytail, wearing a sweatshirt, shorts, and sneakers, walking Kiba on a leash in a parking lot. The caption read, quote, Kiba's dragging at Jolie is a kitten on a mission. In each of his Instagram posts, Jolie appears to have been unaware that her picture was being taken. Another taken along the hiking trail shows Jolie from behind, wearing a t-shirt and her backpack, looking over a rocky cliff holding Kiba. Lauren captioned the photo, quote, Oh, you know, just enjoying the view. In his fourth and final post, Jolie stands alone on the edge of a cliff, her back again to the camera. She appears to be taking a photo of the misty clouds hanging over the mountainside. Lauren Bunner captioned the photo, quote, Oh, at Jolie is a kitten, the photographer. Minutes after posting the photo to Instagram, Lauren Bunner shot Jolie Callan in the back of her head. When she collapsed, 
he flipped her over and shot her again between the eyes. Then he pushed her off the cliff. At around 6 p.m., Lauren Bunner returned to his car and called 911. I want to turn myself in, he calmly told the dispatcher, for the murder of my ex-girlfriend, Jolie Callan, that happened just a little while ago on Chiha Mountain. Then he waited on the side of the road for the police to arrive. When they found Jolie Callan's body laying at the bottom of the cliff, she was still wearing her backpack. Lauren Bunner was covered in her blood, and so was the steering wheel of his car. Police recovered the murder weapon, a 22 caliber bear claw rifle, and found a large amount of blood at the top of the cliff where the shooting had taken place. Lauren Bunner was taken into custody and charged with Jolie Callan's murder. When questioned, detectives were shocked at Lauren's explanation for the killing. Lauren told police that he'd shot Jolie in the head as part of a suicide pact. But when it was his turn to kill himself, he said he couldn't go through with it. When asked why he shot her from behind, Lauren said, quote, She didn't want to see it coming. He had no explanation, however, for why he had turned her over and shot her again between the eyes. But family and friends of Jolie said, that she had shown no signs that she was depressed or suicidal, and that she was happily making plans for her future. Investigators believed that Lauren had lured Jolie to the remote area and killed her after she refused to get back together. At his trial in November of 2015, Lauren Bunner's attorneys argued that he had Asperger's syndrome. As someone on the autism spectrum, they believed that he should be granted something called youthful offender status. Under Alabama law, any defendant under the age of 21 may file for the status, which guarantees, if convicted, that the defendant would serve no more than three years in prison, regardless of the severity of their crime. Lauren Bunner was granted that status. Jolie's father, Michael Callan, was livid. He probably wouldn't even get three years for premeditated cold-blooded murder, he said. You think that's right? Callan contacted a local ABC affiliate to petition the status and between the media frenzy, public pressure, and an appeal from the district attorney to the Alabama Court of Criminal Appeals in Montgomery, the judge reversed his ruling. It was so wrong from the get-go, Michael Callan said. 
we had a cold-blooded murder. By the end of the year, Lauren Bunner's youthful offender status was rescinded. And almost two years later, on July 13, 2017, Lauren Bunner pleaded guilty to Jolie Callan's murder. Extra security was needed at the courthouse due to the high-profile nature of the case. Lauren Bunner had been freed on $150,000 bond, a decision which had outraged the public and the Callan family. Lauren Bunner was so loathed in the community that he had to be escorted to and from the courthouse wearing a bulletproof vest. In court, Lauren Bunner said little. When the judge asked whether he understood the guilty plea, he said yes, and showed no emotion. The 911 call was played to the court, where Lauren Bunner calmly confessed to the killing. Prosecutors reminded the court that he'd convinced her to take a hike with him, that she had texted a friend that if anything happened to her, they would know who did it, and that Lauren Bunner had brought along a gun. The Instagram photos that documented Jolie's final hours, they said, indicated a lack of remorse from her killer. Lauren had even bragged about the murder to cellmates while in custody, saying that he wasn't sorry for what he did, because if he couldn't have her, no one would. Though his attorneys asked for a 20-year sentence, claiming that there was evidence that their client suffered from mental illness, and noting that he had no prior criminal history. The judge sentenced 22-year-old Lauren Bunner to 52 years in prison. He would be eligible for parole after serving 15 years. At the end of all of this, Michael Callan said, What I think he needs is the electric chair. But I guess if I have to settle for life in prison, That'll have to work. Jolie was a sweet girl, he said. She was a sweet, 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 good girl. And I think she's smiling today. Lauren Bunner will be eligible for parole in 2032. This has been Murder Minute. For true crime anytime, download the Murder Minute app or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Stereo at Murder Minute.